Blog Talk Radio. Yo, hey yo, regardless of rain or snow, sleet or hail, I kick street tails, choking niggas like I'm free well, golden state, holding your face in the palm of my hand, blow you away like it's part of the plan, I gotta call it like I see it, talking like I be it, walking my walk, thugged out, orthopedic, cause I'm soon to be up, give me room, watch me heat up, niggas try to stick me like I'm too Louima, follow the leader, make me go extra hard, yo Norris, should I hold back or show the repertoire, quit at 16 or throw an extra ball, just for the non-believers, I show them why it's so hard to reach us. I get pussy with my father's speeches. Puff heavily. See me at 6'1. Weigh a buck 70. Catch me in spots y'all niggas never be. Packed in like Green Bay. Harlem week to Queen Day. Performing a cappella. No DJ. 98 live. No replay. Make it seem easy. So tell a friend and tell a friend that it's them again. No, Wow, Champagne on the rocks. Pouring the Fort Knox. Lazarus. Shark salad with carrots. Corn chops and applesauce. Twin connection. Disrespect and watch your body cave. And pump the shoddy gauge Hit the shorty while he potty training I ain't playing, I'm truly the worst To be the first to get his whole body fully reversed Who's in your hurts, leave you double dead I'm a bubble head I never listen to nothing my mother said And yo, I hold niggas ransom for money like Johnny Handsome The son of niggas so long, I think I got a grand So my passion is money A stash and a honey that won't ask no questions But it'll blast anybody, that's my kind of girl Kind of world I wanna live in, not a cell Or a prison or in hell So I'm getting just a little ghetto Where my niggas control the middle Like X skin on my dick. Listen to Bob Marley. 
Yo, yo, yo. Big O. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Skybox. This is your boy Chills. And this is your boy DC People Stand. The most electrifying man in internet radio. What's happening? What it do, champ? Uh, man, we got a lot to cover. Let's get into it. We got, yeah, we we definitely got a lot to talk about and everything here. But you know, you know how we do. We gotta do that quick three real quick. Let hit them all. Go kick that off. Yes, indeedy. Yes, indeedy. Let's feed the needy. Uh, first and foremost, the first story we have in the quick three has to do with uh, former Seattle Seahawks wide receiver Ricardo Lockett on. Uh, Yesterday, uh, uh, right after Fourth of July, he finally opened up to um, he finally opened up on the moment that he had that hit that pretty much ended his NFL career uh, on Tuesday in a piece that he um, did for the Players Tribune. He spoke about the feelings that he had uh when he was uh blindsided when he was hit blindsided while covering a punt at A and T AT and T Stadium against the Cowboys last November. As many people know, Lockett retired on uh Tuesday and back in May because of the uh effect, after effects of that hit. Um he would he would say um about talking about it that, you know, he hit the ground, he heard the sound you never want to hear. Uh, that sound being like when you have a brush with death, people always say you see a light. Well, I didn't see a light. I heard a noise. You know the noise I'm talking about, like when you're when you were a little kid, bored at a family party, and you ran your finger around the top of your aunt's wine glass. It's that weird, far off ringing sound. Uh, he even wondered if he was about to die. Things of that nature again because of the hit. Uh, Lockett did subsequently retire. Did was subsequently retire in May, but he did open up about that. Uh, story number two in the quick three uh, has to do with uh, has to do with Jacksonville Jaguars um, uh, running back and former Michigan quarterback uh, Denard Robinson. Uh, Robinson was involved in a one car accident on 4th of July weekend where his car ended up driving into a retention pond uh, with a passenger um, inside the vehicle with him. Now, um, Denard and his passenger were not injured, but officers did have to knock on the window to try to get Denard Robinson to wake up because when they tried to wake him up before, he did not wake up. They tried it again, and it finally woke him up. But it was revealed that he was not intoxicated under any circumstances. He just fell asleep. Uh, so uh, that's a story to keep an eye on. Uh, hopefully that's basically all it was, that, you know, he was just tired and not under any kind of influence. But he was involved in that uh, one car accident, but he was not hurt, and neither was his uh, neither was his guest, uh, neither was his passenger. And uh, finally, in our quick three, uh, this story has to do with former uh, double amputee Olympic uh, Olympic uh, invo- uh, Olympic uh, athlete Oscar Pretoris, who uh, was finally sentenced 
after a lot of legal wrangling and back and forth, was sentenced to six years in prison for the murder of Reva Steenkamp. Uh, as many people know, he was found guilty of a crime that was similar to manslaughter, and because of that, uh, because of that charge, he was originally uh, sentenced to five years, but an appeal uh, brought about more legal wrangling and mumbo-jumbo. The prosecutor was looking for a 15-year uh, minimum sentence for, for Pretorius, but the judge in the case ended up only giving him six years. So he will immediately begin serving that uh, sentence and um, could only see um, do half of that and get out on good behavior. Uh, so that is your quick three for this evening. Uh, yeah, I remember the first time we actually covered uh, the source story, like, oh, like when it first happened. Like, I remember actually covering that story on on a skybox. This was about what a couple of years ago. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing, like. After Earth, all the legal stuff went went down. That he's now getting sentenced to six years. Uh, also, uh, I want to go back on the uh, Denard Robinson story. Um, yeah, man. I mean, anything can happen behind the wheel. You never know. I mean, you could you could have fell asleep. So, I mean, what I was thinking when I first read the story was he was either really tired or or he could have been on medication. Like, yeah, but I mean, before I even read the story, it was like, just reading the title, I'm like, oh, my God, he could have been on meds, anything. Like, I mean, my first thought would never, my first thoughts are never DUI. I mean, yeah, trust me. I mean, I, I, some, I'm, it's just things I think about. Like, I mean, part of me thought that this guy's okay. He could have been on meds. Well, he could have just really been that tired. I mean, I've seen people fall asleep behind the wheel from either meds or just from being tired. Like, you never know. I mean, dry, I mean, when you're tired, you're tired. It doesn't matter what you're doing. I'm just glad that him and his passenger are okay. There was no serious injuries, anything. Well, no, I, I agree with you. I agree. I agree with you, but um, man, let I, I me tell you something. Uh, that's, like I said that is a story that is going to be followed for quite a while be, because of the fact that you know you never know. You never know. So, so. Uh, I guess we can go ahead and just sort of move on to, uh, to to something of a bit of you know a lot going on in the in the world of basketball NBA. I mean, dude, these moves being made right now in the NBA are just really, really, really crazy. I mean, I mean, what do you think of some of these moves being made so far? Okay, first of all, uh, I'm going to address. The elephant in the room, which is the Mike Connolly deal. This, the Memphis Grizzlies, 
Just, uh, I mean, they offered this guy $153 million. Mike Connolly, for those who are not aware of who he is, he's the point guard of the Memphis Grizzlies. He's, I mean, he's, I mean, I'm not gonna call him a bum. I mean, he's, he's a pretty solid point guard. I mean, I'm, I mean, it's like I want to say he's a beast, but his, his health is not really the best. I mean, this, this is a guy who gets injured very often. But to invest 153 million dollars into a guy who can't get you 60 to 70 games. I mean, it kind of makes me scratch my head. I mean, I'm not mad at him for getting his money. Whoever his agent is, I salute you because, damn. I know, right? I I mean, mean, his agent was on the money. Like, I mean, he pretty much got a baseball contract. Yeah. But I mean, I'm not mad at Mike Connolly. It just makes me question the Memphis Grizzlies' judgment. Oh, like, I mean, you're giving this guy all this money, and he's not really that reliable when you need him. Right. Let's I will say, say let's that move on. Oh, good. No, how, how, how about the fact that D Wade's going to Chicago? Yeah, uh, I actually just posted that. Uh, in the Skybox Facebook group. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, oh, D-Wade's going to Chicago. That should be interesting considering the fact that he just lost Derrick Rose and Joe Kim Noah. Um, With D-Wade going to Chicago, he'll be going back to his hometown, which is Chicago, Illinois. Um, There he will be playing with all-star Jimmy Butler and former all-star point guard Rajal Rondo. That should be an interesting duel, right? I mean, trio. I can't even call it a duel. It's a trio. I mean, we know Rondo's history of his attitude and et cetera, but, I mean, I'm looking at I'm looking at this, like, this could be something special here. You have a point guard who loves to facilitate. Then you have Jimmy Butler, who's proven that he can be the guy. Do you have a veteran, Dwayne Wade, who can still give you quality minutes and quality points when healthy? That's gonna be a that's gonna be a huge asterisk right there. And then you also gotta think about the fact that D Wade has that championship pedigree, given the fact that D Wade is coming into Chicago with three rings on his finger. So it's not like I mean, he doesn't know how to win. I mean, I'm, I mean, we know he knows how to win. That's not an issue. But ever since them knees got messed up, D Wade hasn't been the healthiest player alive. I mean, you no, have to look at those injuries. I mean, he got hurt last year. He didn't miss that much time compared to. Previous seasons, but D Wade is not getting any younger. He's already thirty-four. You know what they say in sports: age plus injuries do not mix at all. Nope, at all, at all. But I mean, I'm, I mean, if, if D Wade's health can hold up for this one season, considering the fact that that he will actually have 
the best point guard that he's ever played with. Not, not taking any way, anything away from LeBron because, I mean, he's a small forward, but he handles the ball like a point guard. But, I mean, actual point guard. You have yeah, Rondo think... who can run that offense. D-Wade, you don't have to worry about running D-Wade into the ground. Let D-Wade, let D-Wade catch and shoot. Move on ground. Stretch him on offense. Save his one save, save, I mean, save his minutes, save his knees. Like, this team will be something special. Could they compete with the Knicks? Uh, I mean, they could, they might give him some go, but honestly, I think the Knicks, they just too deep. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Uh, the Knicks, yeah, the Knicks are definitely deep, and then, you know, the Arrows and just really a, a beefing up their, their lineup. But speaking of beefing up their lineup, I think the biggest story – of this all season so far, and I think we both can agree, is the announcement that that KD is not going to D.C., he's not going to Texas, but he is taking his talents to the Bay Area and is going to join the uh, Golden State Warriors for, uh, for, next, for next season. And that's been the biggest story so far out of this all season. Uh, so what do you think about that? I said, I said it to a couple people when I heard about it. I said, this automatically makes Golden State a favorite, most likely a favorite to repeat as Western Conference champions for the third straight year, and maybe even beyond that. But what do you think? Honestly, I didn't think we was going to address the Kevin Durant situation so soon, because honestly, it's still some more free agents. Free agency moves that I would like to pretty much go over, but what I think about it is honestly, at this point, Kevin Durant did what was best for Kevin Durant. I'm not mad at the move, but those who thought that Kevin Durant was really going to come to DC, come on now. This guy said it last year and the year before that he was not coming to DC. His own mama doesn't want him to come to DC. Didn't want him to come to DC. That whole K, KD to DC hype, that's all it was. It was hype. It was hype that, yeah, that people that people actually allowed to believe in. My thoughts on it, I mean, I'm not mad at him. He did what was best for him. I mean, right. honestly, I have more to say about this, but I want to get everything out the way before I drop what I need to say and a possible rant. I'm not even going to say Uh-oh. possible. It's a rant. <laughs> Uh-oh. Yeah. Well, well, let's talk about it. I just, I just wanted to address the elephant in the room before the elephant decided to start thrashing around. Oh, all right. I'm, 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 I'm going to say, I'm gonna say before the, uh, the uh, meat and potatoes of the show. Uh, but also, but let's go back to some of these free agency moves, though. I mean, the New York Knicks. They trade for Derrick Rose. They signed Joe Kim Noah. They signed Courtney Lee. And they also picked up another player. 
Duh. Yeah, I mean, the Knicks have been busy. Phil Jackson's been one busy executive and trying to really break, build this team up and finally bring a championship back to back to Madison Square Garden. Also, yeah, I mean, you can't take nothing away from that. I mean, they really have a squad. I mean, they brought in Brandon Jennings as the last piece. You won't have Courtney Lee coming off the bench. Dirk Rose as your starting point guard, possibly. Brandy Jennings as your two. Better yet, it might be the other way around. Brandy Jennings might be your point guard. Put D. Rose at the two. Carmelo at three. Then you got you got KP at at power forward. Then we have Joe Kim at center. That's not fair. That's going to be a real threat in the Eastern Conference. I'm not mad at New York. I mean, I'm glad that Phil Jackson finally put together a team that can compete against Cleveland. Yeah, that's starting five, man. I tell you what. That's starting five. I tell you what. That starting five is looking mean right now. And everybody knows that the Eastern Conference is is a toss up every year. Uh, for the last several years, and I think that this, I think that this coming season, with all the moves that the Knicks are making, all the moves that Bill Jackson is making for this team, I think that the New York Knicks are going to make an argument that they should be up there favorites in the conference. I'm everybody looking as a favorite of the defending NBA champions, but. Bill Jackson is making the argument that not so fast, my friend. I think you might want to look at us and and figure we might be the ones that might be the favorites, not the defending champions. And he's right. making a hell of a that. All right. Uh, I, I wouldn't call the Eastern Conference a toss-up. It's pretty much whoever LeBron is playing for is going, is going to represent the East in the finals. Whoever LeBron is, is playing for, that your Eastern Conference champion. Now that you have this lineup by the New York Knicks, it makes the Eastern Conference interesting again. Something that it hasn't been for a while. Yeah, we know Boston was on the rise. You had Indiana for a hot second. You had Toronto, but those teams were not legitimate threats. Now I look at New York like, okay, they could actually do something depending on how it all plays out on the court, depending on how well Jeff Hornacek can coach this team, depending on the health of Derrick Rose, I think that's why they signed Brandon Jennings and Courtney Lee so they could take some of that pressure off of him where he doesn't have to run, be ran into the ground during the season. Honestly, I think Derrick Rose should play the two. Should play the two. Is less pressure on him. Yeah, I, I mean, the the lineup itself just really just does tell you that the New York Knicks will definitely put themselves in a conversation of a team that can, you know, be be a threat in the East. Um, and I, I mean, there's not really much else you can say, but I mean, it's still early. In free agency, free agency just started on July the first, so we're still only we're still just 
under a, just a week within free agency. So I'm pretty sure there'll be another team that's going to make a big splash and make a big move that's going to try to put them in the conversation for uh, uh, for being the top dog in their conference or their division or what have you. But it's still early. But right now, I mean, New York has, has put themselves in the conversation as being one of the top dogs in the East. Golden State, despite the fact that they were up 3-1 against Cleveland and gave it away with their them signing away Kevin Durant, uh, they basically have made, you know, made it known that they are not going to be, you know, give, taking a backseat to anybody else in the West. Um, and it's just it, – it's free, free agency in NBA is really just – has already started off with a with a splash, just more, almost like NFL free agency. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it has. Uh, I mean, there's no denying that. I mean, once the the NBA salary cap, salary cap went up, oh, owners, GMs have been throwing money like it's nothing. But we actually have some. We actually have a caller. Uh, Eighty one hundred. Welcome to the skybox. Hello? Hello? Uh, yeah, this is uh, Tim from uh, from from Detroit, calling from Grand Rapids, the west side of Michigan, the west side of the murder mitten. I was just calling in. I was uh, I was trying to call a comment on some of these uh, latest uh, free agency signings across the NBA, and I had noticed you all were discussing a few situations, uh, you know, some of the moves that's been going on. In the NBA and the Eastern Conference and the West. Right, well, well, first of all, welcome to the Skybox. I got you. Go ahead. Right. Welcome. I appreciate it. Go ahead. Go ahead. I don't know who the commentator was talking about. Where, did, where does he get off talking about the New York Knicks are now? I don't know. He may be in New York Knicks or something, and that's what I can understand where he's coming from. If he's whoa, saying whoa, that, whoa, 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 First off, I'm actually <laughs> from D.C. Say, I'm not from New York. How are you going to come on the line and then attack me? <laughs> oh, no, no, I'm not trying to attack you, bro. Hold on, homie. I'm not trying to attack you. I'm just trying to correct you. I'm not from New York. I'm just giving my opinion that with the moves that New York is making, they're putting themselves in the conversation to be up there. I'm not saying that they immediately made themselves because you still got Cleveland, you still got Miami, you still got Toronto. I'm not saying that they're going to win the East. I'm saying they're putting themselves in the conversation. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Now, 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 when you say con- now, when you say conversation, do you mean conversation like maybe sniffing the A spot in the playoffs in the East conversation, or do you figure, or do you say they're making themselves relevant that the people at Madison Square Garden? Won't mind coming out paying a hundred thousand feet to see the sorry squad. <laughs> you know, for real. I'm like, listen, as long as as long as Carmelo there, you know, Carmelo is a. I mean, yeah, he's an all star, but as long as he's been in the league, we already know that he's not like a team player. He's not a player that you can put pieces around him and that he's going to raise the level of the players around him and make them better. That's not the type of player he is. He's not like a LeBron. He's not like a Michael Jordan where he's going to, like, uplift players whatever. Now, they may compliment him a little bit, but the thing is that they're going to have to be satisfied 
we're taking like maybe, you know, 30% of the shots or whatever because he's going to jack up about 60 or 70 regardless of whoever's on the team. And they don't play defense. The thing is that they're not out in the West, so they got to play a little bit of D. I mean, you know, the NBA is kind of, you know, I'm old school. You know, so I'm a Detroit Pistons fan, so I'm all about defense, but I understand that this is the shift that the NBA is taking to where that's not really a priority nowadays with the officiating and things like that in this new type of era in the NBA where they want to jack up, you know, to a, they want to score 200 points a game or whatever. And, and some of the playoffs in the Western Conference, they almost, you know, they almost got to that mark. So the thing is that, you know, I'm, I'm an Eastern Conference guy, and I don't have nothing against New York. You know, I'm not biased. I mean, I am a Piston fan. But the thing is that, you know, I, the thing is that I just call him as I see him. And, 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 for, and the thing is that I don't even remember how relevant New York was because the last time I even looked, and looked at a New York Knicks stat, they, had, they were at the bottom of, of the East, and they only had, had like 15 wins, but everybody else had like 40-something. The thing is that they, you said they got a new, new coach. I don't even follow Jeff Hornacek. But if this is his first year, I'm assuming, I don't know. I don't even follow him like that. But, you know, to see if he had any experience. But how are you going to bring in a new coach and a bunch of new players or whatever? They're going to have to gel a little bit and think that they're going to do anything. So I don't know. I think it's going to be the same team that came out of the East if LeBron stay where he is and E. Cleveland is going to come out the West and then he's going to get a little bit of, you know, a little bit of noise from, you know, Toronto and maybe another, like, Eastern Conference team. You know, the thing is that Dwayne Wade went over to uh, what, Chicago. So, I mean, you know, they may make a little bit of noise, but they're not coming out the East. It's going to be the same team, the Cavaliers. All right. Here's my take on that. Uh, I'm not – I do view the Knicks as a possible threat based on – would have done. I mean, Joe Kim Noah is still a solid big man. Been healthy. Brandon Jennings was a nice pickup for him. Derrick Rose shouldn't play point guard no more. I think the Knicks will be will do better than the eighth seed in the Eastern Conference, considering the fact that it's the Eastern Conference. I'm not saying okay. they won't come out and win a title off the break because I mean they have to develop that type of chemistry. I mean the only I mean you have you have Derrick Rose, he has chemistry with Joe Cam. You have Carmelo, he has chemistry with KP. You have to get your entire starting five to have that chemistry and your bench to have chemistry with that team. And that team to have chemistry with that head coach. So first year, I'm not expecting the Knicks to make. I mean, I'm not gonna say I'm not expecting to make a big splash, but I will. I will say that they they can give Cleveland a run for their money. Okay. All right. Well, make make sure around so I can phase you a little bit. Oh, you know, you put a little wager on it or something. You know, I don't know where you where you where y'all calling from New York or something. Nah, this ain't New York, homie. Oh, where y'all calling from? We ain't a DMV, boss. You said DMV? DMV. What is, is that Denver? Nah, boss. That's D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. Oh, in Virginia. Oh, okay. All right. 
Well, another, and I want to make another quick comment before I go. The thing is with this Western Conference with the biggest blockbuster move, and that's Kevin Durant going to the Golden State Warriors. I don't, I don't understand what it is about these superstars that want to go and create like a mega team and hook up with the other reigning like MVP. The thing is, is that the Golden State Warriors don't need Kevin Durant. Yeah, they can afford to pay him because they did a little negotiating, a little, you know, moving around with their roster or whatever, their salary cap or whatever, so they can afford him, obviously. But, I mean, I just, for some reason, I don't know if they're trying to pull like a LeBron James out of the West Coast. But the thing is, is that the Golden State Warriors, they need defense. But I do understand that the Western Conference, that's not, you know, that's not important to them. They want to beat you by scoring 200 points a game, not by stopping anybody. But the thing is, is that it kind of it kind of takes away from the rest of the teams because you got, like, all of the superstars playing, like, on, on two teams or whatever. Now, mind you, Westbrook, he probably won't mind it or whatever. I think he got – I think he got like Oladipo. I think from Orlando went to uh, went to the Warriors. I mean, went to the Thunder. But I mean, that's not going to take the place of a Kevin Durant. And the thing is, is that they were on the verge of doing, of you know, creating like a nice little run. You would think by them almost getting to the finals this year. So I don't know if if his relationship with you know with 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 West Westbrook had anything to do with do with it, but. I just don't like the fact that them, you know, having like three great players, thirty point scores over on one team. I don't know what they're trying to do, but you know that that just seems whack to me. I, I don't, I don't, I don't like that. Okay, um, I'm actually going to comment on this. All right, first, you mentioned that Golden State didn't need the rank. If Golden State really didn't need the rank, they wouldn't have reached out to him. So apparently they felt as though they had to have a need for him. I'll give you well, well, they do what need. He, what, he, they, what kind of need are you talking about? Is he gonna play like the three or four or something? More than likely he's gonna play the three. But if Golden State didn't feel that they needed Durant, why try to sign him? Yeah, because the thing is that if any any. Any free agent, the thing is that it's not that they didn't need him or whatever. The thing is, no, they didn't need him because they scored, they won 72 games last season. So with Durant, so with, so are you saying that that by Golden State, since they needed Durant and did and they needed to sign him, are you saying that since they won 72 games, that with Durant, they're going to win 75 games or 76 games? No, they don't need Kevin Durant. They scored. They were the leading lead. They were leading team in, in points scored. The thing is that they didn't lose the championship because they couldn't score enough points. They lost the championship because they couldn't stop no damn body. The thing is that they, and so pretty much when you got Kevin Durant on your team, it's not like he's gonna bang down low, gonna take the place of like a, 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 a what's his name, a Draymond Green or that other big fella down there. He's gonna play around the perimeter and shoot just like Clay Thompson. And just like um, Steph Curry. So you say that they need to divide out of all of them shooters on the team, they needed another shooter to, you know, divide amongst the, the, the other couple players around the team. The thing is, is that, you know what I'm saying, you're going to need about championships, uh, perimeter players and three-point shooters, that's going to win championships, man. And, and that's evident this past season. 
Okay. Um, I will say this. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, bro. I appreciate y'all letting me come. I appreciate y'all letting me call in and get my two cents. You know, so I, I'll be checking in on how y'all show doing from time to time or whatever, and I appreciate the love. And I'll let y'all get some, take some other opinions and some other calls. All right, boss. All right, man. Thank you, man. Thank you. For sure. Well, before I was cut off, um, apparently there was a need for Kevin Durant. Even though Golden State won 72 games this past season, 73 games this past season, they felt as though they needed. Yeah, it was 73. They still felt the need to sign him. If they didn't, they didn't have that need to sign him. They wouldn't have signed him. Now, right. Mayman was right. They do need defense, but that's not where they would be at in the playoffs. I mean, in the finals. It was the fact that Cleveland got physical with them, and they didn't know what to do. Once Andrew Bogut yeah. went down in the finals, that was it for Golden State. They had nothing. Right. I mean, now he did he say it, though. He said, the reason, he said the reason why Golden State ended up losing the championship wasn't because they didn't score enough points. They just couldn't stop nobody. I mean, in the paint, I ain't going to lie, once Andrew Bogan went down, that's when Cleveland was able to do what they wanted to. They were able to attack the basket. Right. But I mean, if you look, if you look at, if you look at Cleveland offensively, though, even on the defensive side, they got physical with Golden State on both ends of the ball. Now the whole super team thing. Kevin Durant is a grown man. He's a grown ass man that made a grown ass man decision. I understand where he's coming from where he doesn't like where the superstars like joining each other, but at the end of the day, name one superstar who won a championship by himself. Anything, I mean, I'm from that me. era I'm from that era that he talks about. Because that's when I was following started following basketball. However, even the great had help. Jordan had Pippen. Bill Russell had a team around him. Magic had a team around him. Larry Bird had a team around him. Isaiah Thomas had a team around him. Shaq and Kobe had a team around them. Tim Duncan had a team built around them. So all the greats had players around them. No superstar won a championship without without help. And also, the whole shooting, uh, taking perimeter shots, last time I checked, that's how Golden State won the championship in 2015. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
I mean, it's just. I think that the the ish, the the move the move being made with you know Kevin Durant going to Golden State. I mean, I, I just find it funny to say that he didn't he wasn't needed, but I mean, you don't. Nine times I tell you, you're not going to sign somebody and pay him, you know, a good sizable amount of money if you didn't need him. You know, you don't just throw that kind of money on someone you don't need. Uh, true. I mean, exactly. I mean, that's my point. But I mean, it's, I mean, it's deeper than that though. Like, go. I mean, honestly, this was a grown man move. Like. It, it kills me how people actually are upset about this whole move. Like, what? Kevin Durant's not the first player to join the team that beat him. Last time I checked, Ray Allen also did it. He left Boston to go to Miami. The team that mm-hmm. beat him in the playoffs. I mean, shit, LeBron but left the- left LeBron left Cleveland to go to Miami, then came back to Cleveland. He let, he did a whole news conference and everything just Le- to just to announce that he was leaving to go to Miami. Yeah, I mean the way he handled that was terrible. But I mean, people say, well, LeBron ain't. People try to compare the two. LeBron, well, LeBron didn't go to the team that beat him, but he went to the team that would have beaten him. The Heat with Dwayne Wade and Bosh alone would have murdered the Cleveland Cavaliers. Right. But we actually got another caller on hold. Seven eight oh. eight nine. Welcome to the skybox. Good evening, fellas. How are you? Give me a second. How are you on? Yeah, we chilling. How are you? I'm doing great, champ. How about you? But my thing is, they just need to let Kevin Durant live. It's like going to a new job and having better job opportunities. I mean, everybody's mad for what? Their opinions are not paying his bills. Like, what? This is very you know true. Yeah. Okay. But why was I, I, I've seen it, like, all up and down my news feed, like, I've lost respect for Kevin Durant. Kevin, that was a bitch move and all this stuff. And I was like, come on, man. Here's my question, though. By the fact, you know what? I'm just going to go into my rant right now. Okay. Okay, go ahead. For those who keep saying that's a bitch move, how? How? How is it a bitch move that Kevin Durant made a decision based off of everything that has happened in the past nine years of his NBA career. Nine years in Oklahoma City. Nine years of the same damn thing. Good team, but not good enough to get that ring. Then you look at the relationship between him and Russell Westbrook. It's never Mm -hmm. been on good terms. Never. I don't care how much people try to downplay that relationship. Oh, it wasn't that bad. Yes, it was. Them two really didn't get didn't really get along on the court. 
You you could see it in games. You saw it in the conference finals. You saw it when Russell started playing hero ball against the Golden State Warriors. You never beat that team playing hero ball. They went away from, would put them up three games to one. And that was their big men attacking Golden State. Them playing physical against Golden State. Kevin Durant owes nobody anything. He owes nothing to anyone. He's given OKC nine years of his life. He's given Westbrook nine years of his of his life. He owes no one nothing. He he already has his legacy. For those who keep saying that, oh, he ruined his legacy. How? He is not the first How? player to chase a ring. He is not the first player to chase a championship. He is not the first play first player to remove himself from a situation where he is not happy in. He is not the first player to leave his former team to go to a team that he lost to in the playoffs. That has happened before. I don't care how how you look at it, how you try to emphasize it, how you try to break it down, how you try to justify it. Kevin Durant did what was best for him. What he did is no different from anyone starting a new job, going from company to company, going from job to job, making an everyday life decision that's best for you and your family. That's what he did. What he did happens all the time. That's why we have free agency. He was able to choose his destination. He was able to choose where he wanted to go, and he did that. He chose who he wanted to play for, who he wanted to take his talents to. People are mad? For what? Why are you mad? Because I bet all of you who keep saying that, oh, he's soft, he's weak, would have done the same exact thing. If you're not happy where you're at in your professional life, you're going to find an opportunity to go somewhere else, make either make more money or have more stability, have better benefits, put you in a better career path. You're going to do something that makes you happy, that's going to put your family in a better position, put yourself in a better position. Amen. He chose another team. Motherfuckers get new jobs every day. They make similar decisions every day. So why is this such an issue? Why do people get so emotional and so personal personal about sports? Yeah, they burning them ass jersey and all this other shit. I'm just like, even A. Smith said it was a weak move. I'm like, bruh, come on, y'all got y'all got to stop. Hold on, wait, wait, wait. I I, I still got some juice left. Go ahead. Hey, honestly, you got the juice, bro. Honestly, you got the juice. Well, Stephen A. Smith to not only address what Kevin Durant Kevin Durant did on TV, but to actually go on Facebook and do it live. 
Stephen A. Smith, at one point, I used to like you as a journalist, as a as a voice who actually had sports knowledge. But actually watching you on first take for the past few years, then hearing your live feed, Stephen A., you are you have totally disappointed me. I've lost so much respect for you. For you to come to another man. To justify what he did because he played he went to the team that he lost to. Stephen A. Look where you started from. And now you're on ESPN. Wouldn't that constitute as the same thing that K D did? You did something, you did you made a move that was best for you and your family, just like K D did. K D wants a championship. You wanted to be on the highest level of sports media. But you did what was mm-hmm. best for your career. You wanted to try to justify it because he went to the team that he lost to. Stephen A. Again. What difference does that really make? Mm-hmm. He's not the first athlete to do so. It has been done before. Honestly, if Kevin Durant would have went to San Antonio to Miami. It doesn't matter where you would have went. He still would have caught the same backlash. He would have caught the same exact backlash for going to a real title contender. Let's be realistic. OKC, they are a good team, but are they really that much of a title contender? Can they actually get over the hump and contend in the NBA Finals again? Kevin Durant took himself out of a situation that he felt that he had to remove himself from. People do that every day. Stephen A. Smith, you have removed yourself from situations that you didn't want, no longer want any parts of. For you to justify another grown man for doing the same thing makes you a weak-ass nigga. I'm very disappointed. Damn, what Kevin Durant did, what? What Kevin Durant did, people do this every day. Let's stop pretending that he sold his soul. Let's stop pretending that he did something that's unforgivable. Let's stop pretending that if you was in his shoes, that you wouldn't do the same exact thing. Y'all can call it whatever you want to, but at the end of the day, he did what was best for him. He doesn't owe nobody nothing. He doesn't owe none of the people who's burning his jersey anything. Because he gave, he gave the city of Oklahoma City nine years of blood, sweat, and tears. Y'all, y'all, 
he took that team to multiple Western Conference Finals appearances to the NBA Finals. He's won league MVP, multiple NBA All-Star appearances. And scoring titles. So to actually be mad at him, he did his part. He was never king of Oklahoma City. OKC was never his kingdom. And the way that it has been looking for the past couple of seasons, OKC has officially became, well, I can't even say officially. It it was already Russell Westbrook's team. Now, Still taking them church. fans of the Oklahoma City Thunder instead of burning Kevin Durant jerseys, instead of burning Kevin Durant jerseys, how about you take a second and think about why he left? Think about what, what actually happened between him and the GM. Think about his relationship with Westbrook. Think about them trading Serge Ibaka. Let's be realistic. This team hasn't been the same since they traded James Harden. Here's something else to think about. Uh, Go ahead. And something else to think about is that Russell Westbrook, uh, David Aldridge sent out a tweet earlier today saying that there is no chance that Russell Westbrook will sign an extension with the Thunder, especially after KD's uh, departure to Golden State. So that's something else that go that Oklahoma City fans have to think about is the fact that Russell Westbrook could be out the door is is looking to be out the door next season. He's already made it known honestly, he's gonna be out the door next season. Honestly, this is where OKC needs to be smart at. He he's already turned down the extension. You need to find a trade partner, put him on the trade market, put him on the trade block, and shop him around. So you can get something for him. Don't let him walk out the door like you gave KD and get and get absolutely nothing. Put him on a trade block and see what you can get for him. Get something that can help rebuild your team to some resemblance of what it used to be. Yep. Exactly. I think I that I think that was my rant. I think that was my rant. You took him to church, sir. I'm about to say that I mean, wasn't no rant. That was a damn sermon. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, it was. Everything just went over the top of the head. I mean, that's how honestly, that's how I really been feeling. Like, like I'm mean, just saying all these, just saying all this bullshit. Like, come on now, we got all these fucking LeBron stains trying to justify. Oh well, LeBron didn't go to the team that he lost to, but he went to the team that he would have lost to. If LeBron would have stayed in Cleveland, he'd have got his ass kicked by Miami. Fact. Hmm. So there you go. But we got actually got less than five minutes though. Um, uh, we this another story. I need to. We actually need to. We forgot to cover. 
It's actually yeah, the football that, uh, side of things. Yeah. Uh, Dallas Dallas Cowboys linebacker Rolando McClain will be suspended for the first ten games of the 2016 NFL season. Due to due to what test positive for a banned substance? substance yeah. Again, banned banned substance. Banned substance. Again. Yeah. Also, yeah. his teammate, Demarcus Lawrence, will be suspended for the first four. Technically, the same. I can't. Team. I can't. I can't deal I, I either. Can't. I can't. Here's my thing. It's though. my team right. too. I mean, I understand that's your team, but mm-hmm. I mean, this is this is not McLean's first offense for banned substances. It's not. If I'm the Dallas Cowboys, at this, at any 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 part of Anything. Why? I would be looking at this guy as a liability. Because as of right now, he is that. Well, I can't even say as of right now because he came into Dallas with a dirty history. So to say that he becomes a liability, he was a liability when they signed him. That's the thing. When you sign players with that dirty past, you cannot sign everyone in thinking they're gonna oh, they're gonna change their ways with this opportunity. Some players do not embrace that opportunity that they get. That those second or third chances. They will still make the same dumbass mistakes over and over and over again. Example of that. Tonar Jackson, former safety of the Redskins. Couldn't stay clean. Couldn't say he couldn't stay. He couldn't stop smoking. Lost his career. Fred Davis. Now, Fred Davis is another one. Now I look at Rolando like he's on the same path. Like this is this is not this is not even his second suspension for the same shit. He's not going to be sad. Rolando McClain's not gonna be satisfied till he ends up like OJ Mayo getting banned. Oh damn! That's oh my gosh! Like. I was waiting for you to mention banned that. Banned for two years. Yes, OJ Mayo is banned for two damn years for substance abuse. Here's a question that I, I want to ask Rolando, OJ Mayo. And well, Wells fucked their careers up because of substance abuse. Is it worth it? But yet, was it worth it? Seriously, was it worth it? Not at all. I'm sorry. Um, no, I'm not going to sacrifice something that I've that I've been doing since since fucking Pee Wee, AU, Boys and Girls Club, whatever, whatever football league they was in as fucking kids. I'm not going to throw none of that shit away for something that I, I mean, come on. First of all, I have a opportunity that a lot of people don't even get. 
Do you know how many kids play football? From PB to high school to college. Now, think of the number of those who actually make it to the pros. Now, think of those who actually make a roster and have a respectable career. And think of those who actually aren't two or three, two to five years, and they're done. It's so many guys who don't make it far playing football. And the fact that you or playing professional sports, period, but you got these athletes who made it far in their in their respective sports who can't get right. That bothers me to that bothers me very badly. You have so many people who couldn't even get that far. Who couldn't even get beyond OTAs, open trials. But yet, you have motherfuckers who've been in full Boston for their entire career. But yet, can't do right. Can't get right. Also, you got ones who didn't live to correct their mistakes. Good kid case in point, Len Bias. Dies from a damn cocaine overdose. That is so true. Well, that's that's it for tonight's show, y'all. Uh, we actually went three minutes past time. Um, it's been fun, though. But of course, the Skybox is is every Wednesday night, 10 p.m. Eastern time. Peace. All right. Peace. Bye bye.